Hello, everyone. I'm back today, and I thank you for joining me again. I am Dr. Laura Jagget, and you're listening to the How to Life podcast, and this is episode 60. We are talking about a question that so many of us have asked ourselves, but often never really answer. Who am I? Why am I here? Where do I fit in? Big questions. We go out into the world to try to figure that out. How many years have been spent trying to find ourselves, understand who we are? And why is this so hard? I have a theory. It's because we don't know what questions to ask ourselves about our purpose. When you don't know the question, how can you expect to receive an answer? My guest today is Joe Elliott, who is the founder and executive director of the Catalyst Collective and The Purpose Project, which helps people answer these questions for themselves. Joe and his team have created a shortcut to help you figure it out rather than spend years searching for meaning and purpose. It's a life hack, actually. Who wouldn't love to avoid trial and error, floundering and struggle? Are you intrigued? I certainly was. I am very excited to share this interview with you. So without further ado, here is Joe Elliott. Hi, Joe. Thanks so much for being on the How to Life podcast. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Me too, because I have not broached this topic before. And before we get into it, will you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, So my name is Joe Elliott. I'm the founder and executive director of the Catalyst Collective and PurposePro.org. Basically, what we do is we created a life hack that helps people understand their unique design and purpose in a matter of hours versus years. So that's what we specialize in and we have a blast doing it. That sounds very intriguing. Break it down a little bit on what you mean by hours instead of years. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, what we found is we all do puzzles, right? And normally when you do a puzzle, you start with the border and all that kind of stuff. And you look at the box, you sort in colors what I found is that most of us as humans will put more strategy behind solving a meaningless table puzzle than we ever will dissecting the unique pieces that make us who we are and why those matter and how they fit together. So when we talk about design and purpose, we're talking about it from that kind of angle. If we would learn how to study certain aspects that set us apart then we could put the puzzle together quicker versus the normal routine of expensive school, trial and error, bouncing from job to job, having a hunch and pursuing it. That process takes years. But what if we were able to, in a matter of focused hours, aim better so that we could find success quicker and maybe not waste our time on certain pathways that we could have discovered right off the bat, weren't going to be optimal. So it's about not wasting years. Not that any years are wasted, but really floundering. You don't have to flounder. What demographic are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, all demographics. I will tell you that we wanted this. This is something we look for as teens and young adults. So that happens to be the heartbeat of what we get most excited about. 
but we took a 60-year-old multimillionaire through this process a month ago. And, you know, he was a pro at making money. And he got to a point in his career at 60 where he finally said, you know, the money isn't bringing me happiness. What do I want to do when I grow up? You know, what do I really want to do? And so those are the questions that we were always kind of asking ourselves. So it works for everybody, but we love taking young adults through it because it sets them up for success quicker. How did this all start, Joe? Lots of pain and frustration, lots of tears and, and angst. So, you know, I went the traditional path. I'm Gen X, you know, it got beat into us as we were kids that we were going to college. So I did that. I put in my four years, got in and out, ended up with what I consider a worthless degree in management and marketing. Uh, took a job for Dell out of school at the time, which was the Apple or Tesla back in back when I graduated, right? It used to be the cool hot place to work. And uh, and spent nine years in IT sales, bouncing around, realizing that I had the skill set to succeed here and make a lot of money, but it wasn't bringing fulfillment. And so where did I get off and how do I aim better? I, I'm starting to wrestle with this in my late 20s and into you know turning 30 when I start volunteering for a local youth ministry, actually, at the time. And I see in these kids the same thing I saw in myself, the longing for identity, purpose, belonging, for someone to step into your world and say, man, I see you and here's what I see. And so over the years, we, we began to experiment, if you will, with certain types of questions and activities that got to the core of how somebody was wired. Eventually, we just took our best of material, smushed it together into one experience, and it ended up creating aha moments for people. And I think that's what we're longing for, that aha moment. We have this hunch, but we're not sure. How do we get that clarity? It's the not being sure, that lack of confidence on ourselves, especially when decisions were kind of made for us. And that's, I think, very central to Gen X. I'm, I'm part of that, too. Uh, this is what you're going to do. So going back to this volunteering and you coming up with these questions, what sort of questions do you ask? That's a great question. So when we're, when we're working with someone one-on-one, we're breaking it down into six core aspects that set somebody apart. Life experiences, personality type, talents, values, motivators, and passions. And so we have a series of questions where we dive into that. We're just listening to somebody's story. And at the end of that, we're able to apply a process of thematic analysis, which is a fancy word for saying, what's the main idea of the story, right? Back in third grade, when our teachers were reading the book to the class and stopped and said, what's the main idea of this story? Our minds, even in third grade, we're doing a very raw form of thematic analysis. We're pulling together the highlights, looking for connections, ideas that repeat. And we were able to articulate something like, don't steal is the main idea of the story or be kind to others. And so with that kind of loose process, we're able to find themes out of those six puzzle pieces in somebody. And those themes pull together to create a core strength And that core strength creates a lens at which we look at all opportunities in life that come our way and can easily say yes or no. We can aim better based on knowing how we're uniquely designed to show up 
and make an impact in whatever field that we're passionate about. And how do these people respond when you ask them questions about themselves? Is it something like they're shocked by it? And when they explore it, are they really astounded to find out that they didn't know those answers about themselves? They had to be drawn out. Yeah, um, I think all of the above. So one, you know, everybody wants to tell their story. It's it's uh, very rare that we work with anybody who's very guarded about information. I mean, we're not posting your stuff online anyway. We're not licensed counselors. We're not psychoanalyzing anyone's answers. We're just having a conversation. We're talking and we're looking for themes as we talk. So, you know, when, when somebody's telling their story, what they don't realize is they're pulling from the top shelf of their memory. If I ask you to tell me your top positive and negative life experiences and give you some parameters on how to think about that, you're not going to be able to tell me your whole life story. You're just going to pull from what's on the top shelf. And normally what's on the top shelf are the things, the moments, the people, the experiences that have been branded into you, whether you realize it or not. And there's themes to be found in all of it. So that's part of how these conversations go, you know, just, let's just be real with one another. What's your knee jerk reaction to these questions that I'm asking you? Now, after somebody tells their story and they start to realize or recognize the theme, the common theme, Mm -hmm. where do you guide them from that point? Well, you know, life experiences, again, is just one puzzle piece. So in and of itself, it can foreshadow future passions or current passions it can highlight or bring to life certain values that we have personally, but you know, it's, it's one piece in the whole. So uh, that's why we got to look at everything else. What's your personality leanings and preferences? What, uh, what do you consider yourself naturally good at? And a lot of people struggle there. So we have to help them understand the difference between a hard skill and a soft skill, and then, and try to articulate a list and, and then look at the whole picture before we start looking for connections and themes. When we were talking earlier, off camera, so to speak, you had mentioned the concept of the myth of adolescence, which I loved. I'd like you to share that right now, if you would. Yeah, you bet. I mean, here's the thing. And honestly, this the first time I read about this, it was in a book two high school kids wrote. Now, I'm not putting down youth. I love youth. I think they're the, there's untapped brilliance in young people today. And we need to find as adults and older generation generations, a way to, to draw that out of them. But when I, when I was handed this book written by two high schoolers, I was like, there's nothing that two high school kids are going to teach me. But I read the book and within the, fir- the third chapter, I was floored. Basically what happened is their parents gave them an assignment, you know, and, and look up the history of adolescence. And so all of us can do that. We can Google the history of teenagers and adolescents. And we'll be shocked at what we find because the reality is prior to the 1940s, there wasn't even a word for teenagers. Teens were, that was a new thing. Up until that point in history, there's two people, there's children and adults. In most societies of the world, you know, a child became an adult around the age of 13. So when we look at the age of, of the normal teen that we think of today, 14, 15, 16, your ninth grade or high school or whatever, and ask ourselves, what were they doing for all of human history, aside from the last hundred years? Well, we, we see that they were vital, productive members of society. 
they could farm, they could hunt, they could cook, they could clean, they could take care of, of their siblings if they got sick. They probably knew how to get a needle and thread and stitch somebody up if they got sliced open by some barbed wire, right? They were engaged in the community. If something broke, they were using their creativity to figure out how to fix it. We could go on and on and on. The household depended on teenagers to be productive, and they were. And so somewhere along the line, that shifted. And so what made it shift? Well, when we look back in history, there were two pivotal things that happened, especially here in the West. We see that the Industrial Revolution triggered a series of education and labor reform laws. The labor reform laws were were meant to protect young kids that were being put in harsh factory conditions and dying. I mean, it wasn't a big deal for a teenager to be working 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. That was the norm. But when children were dying in these harsh conditions, government stepped in and we said, okay, we're going to raise the age at which a a young person can work. And then came the education reform laws. Because up to this point in history, if you had a fifth grade education, you were among, you know, probably the most educated in society. And so uh, we said, well, they're going to have to go to school longer. So middle school, high school eventually was formed. And so by the period of the 1940s, we're looking at this pocket of young people in an entirely new way. The invention of the automobile, you know, that had something to do with it. Teens were more mobile than they ever had been before. But what shifted was you took some of the greatest minds in all of history who are some of the greatest producers and responsible for some of the best inventions. And all of a sudden, it's like they became the greatest consumers, ads and corporations and people started to market their products and services to them. In fact, so what was happening was society was, was taking that expectation of them and lowering it to the, where the bar was so low, students just quit trying. In fact, what we said to them was, Hey, stay in school, get good grades, stay out of trouble, wait your turn. And now we're saying that to not just teenagers, we're saying that to young adults. I mean, think about how many times you've been in a room and uh, uh, someone who's 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 is being asked what they want to do with their life or what they want to do when they grow up. Are you kidding me? The delay that has happened is you've, you've set us as humans 10 years behind by lowering the bar and our school systems are not helping. It's just adding to the problem. Well, like all change or good ideas, it tends to go too far before it bounces back. And I think we're seeing that now. Uh, Childhood has extended into the 20s. And there are a bunch of people that they don't know things. They don't know what to do. They don't know who they are. They don't know where they're going. So it is bouncing back. I, I feel like the generation that is experiencing this recognizes that they want to pull it in, rein it in, a bit sooner. So that's kind of where Catalyst Collective comes in. Talk about that. Yeah. Catalyst Collective, we're a nonprofit organization, right? So we're, we're driven by the fact that we're trying to solve a problem. And it's not about lining anybody's pockets, books, and getting rich. It's about how do we equip people to tap into their uniqueness and leverage their strengths now, not five years from now, 10 years from now, right now. And so that's what we do. We bring people's unique purpose to life quicker. And and so 
the way we do that is through workshops. Uh, we do private workshops. We do group workshops. We have online courses. We even launched a new podcast, Purpose Pro Podcast, which is all about guiding people of all ages, really, into how to discover their unique design and take action on it. Because, you know, when we're able to lead ourselves well, we're able to lead others well. And and that's part of what we need in this world, right? How do you connect? How do they find you? You know, a lot of different ways people come to us. You know, on the youth front, we have a lot of referrals from the school system, from juvenile detention centers, from after school programs, counselors, you name it. Teens, uh, more so than adults, are looking for that identity, purpose, and belonging. Yeah, We're all asking the same three questions, right? Who am I? Why am I here? Where do I fit in? Identity, purpose, and belonging. And, and it's a struggle to find somewhere that can answer those three questions quick and with clarity. And, and so that's what we do. So we get a lot of referrals. Um, we, we work in the corporate world, too. I mean, think about it from a managerial standpoint. You don't want to lose your people. You don't want to keep moving people left to right. And think about what, what Gen Z and millennials care about. They care about culture. They care about being seen. They care about alignment to values. So, it, you know, job performance matters. But for a manager to be able to step into somebody's world and say, I see you, to have an idea of their unique design, how to motivate them, how to guide them, what their personality preferences are, all that kind of stuff. It's like you have a blueprint on how someone is asking to be led and all you need to do is follow the blueprint. So we go into corporate uh, corporations, teams, and we teach them how to, how to apply this material on a daily basis to themselves and those around them. What sort of results have you seen? What's been some of the feedback? Uh, well, I mean, we get, we get feedback constantly, but you know, my, my favorite is when somebody takes action, you know, they can say, Hey, that was, wow, that was amazing. That was powerful. That I never thought about this before. Cool. That's, that's cool. But what are you doing with it? And when you see people switch careers, take hard left or right turns, right. And they say, no, I got clarity now and I know how to take steps forward. I'm all in and they create movement. They step out and they try something they never would try before. That's amazing. To us, that's what drives us to see people move in the direction that they're uniquely designed to move in. What is your purpose for the youth transitioning into adulthood? What does it bring? Well, if you're saying my purpose and you're me personally, my purpose is, is summarized in the fact that I love to help people understand how they're uniquely made and set them up for success. That's a big part of how I'm wired. And so every day I get an opportunity to do that in a different way. What kind of workshops do you have available? How can people find you and what you offer? Purposepro.org. You go there and that's going to be our adult landing page where if you're 18 and up, you're going to have an opportunity to uh, to connect with us to set up a, like a private one-on-one workshop. And although we're, we're located in Austin, Texas, we do group workshops here. We travel around and do them. We found that that with this material, if we want to get to the chase, we need one-on-one time with you. You can take our online course. It's 29 bucks, purposecourse.org. But if you really want to get there even quicker, that's the private workshops, purposepro.org. 
And then Caddis Collective, what can people find there? That's where, where you're raising your hand and saying, you know, maybe I want to volunteer. Maybe I want to learn to do what Joe's talking about here, because that's the thing. We're not trying to keep this process in a bottle. We are certifying people on how to be purpose project guides. You can use it in any aspect of your life. You can use it with young people. You can use it in the office, in the workplace. You can do a number of different things with it. So if you're, if you're looking at it through the lens of, I would not only love to experience this, but I'd love to learn how to do this for others and unlock people's potential quicker, then catalystcollective.community, you're going to find um, opportunities to become certified guides there and learn about the philosophy of our organization and all that kind of good stuff. So this process is for anybody. You At the beginning, you mentioned a multimillionaire who obviously found his purpose in that area of his life, but in others did not. So it just brings out the well-roundedness in anybody. Absolutely. And, and purpose is an interesting idea too. You know, when, when we're talking about it, I think a lot, all of us have a, a general purpose. Even if you don't have any religious affiliation, most people would say, well, my general purpose is to do good in this life. And, but that's really not the question we're asking when it comes to purpose. We're asking, yes, but, but what specifically is my calling or purpose? What do I do while I'm here in the process of doing good? And that can get overwhelming because the, the reality is that each of us are wired to succeed and have lots of different purposes. But the clock's ticking. We don't have all the time in the world to pursue everything. So we have to look at it through the lens of what am I most likely to succeed in? What am I most passionate for? And honestly, how do I eliminate regret? None of us want to get old and, 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 and be like, man, I wish when I was 30 or 40 that I was doing this instead of that. Let's start looking at that right now so that we can better make those choices and, and eliminate some of that regret. How young can you start asking these questions? I know you talk to teenagers. Can you go even into children and ask a version of what's important to them? What do they think about themselves? A- absolutely. And, you know, with, with children, it's, it's a matter of the opportunities we give them to begin exploring parts of their talents and passions and, and being intentional about celebrating the wins when they do it. So kiddo picks up a ukulele and strums for the first time, gets on a YouTube video and, and, and maybe even learns a song. What enabled them to do that? Because not every nine-year-old would be able to pick up a ukulele, watch a YouTube video, and figure out how to play a song. There's a talent in there, potentially even a motivator we need to learn. And so I I think, you know, as parents, we have to do an intentional job about knowing what to look for and giving our kids opportunities to explore those things when they're young. This is all about empowerment, empowerment of self. 100%. Yes. No matter how old you are. Yes, exactly. Joe, thank you very, very much. Before we go, please uh, let everyone know again how we can find you and all the links. Absolutely. Yeah, I encourage you to check out the podcast, Purpose Pro Podcast, um, on Apple, Spotify, all your major channels. Uh, and I encourage you to go to purposepro.org and, and poke around there. There's a free purpose quiz that you could take and kind of gauge your connection to purpose. A lot of different ways that that we can help, but that's where I'd encourage you to start. 
if you're on our, our landing page, purposepro.org, you're going to have links to be able to go to the Catalyst Collective from there. But, but yeah, Purpose Pro is, is where I'd start. This is a great mission. Thanks so much, Joe, for taking the time to introduce us to this and encourage us to do more. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. This is up there with one of my favorite episodes. I know the journey to self-discovery can be a long one, but to be able to skip through so much unnecessary angst and lost time is pretty intriguing, right? I love Joe's quote, when we can lead ourselves well, we can lead others well. Wouldn't you love to find out who you are, like who you are, and then help others find their own way through demonstration or by your own example? Please check out PurposePro.org, take the free Purpose Quiz, it's fun, and listen to the Purpose Pro podcast. All of this is available to you to help you embrace your potential and maximize your impact. All of the links and contact information can be found in the show notes for this episode, which is howtolife.com slash 060. I really appreciate the fact that you have chosen to listen to this podcast. I hope that you're finding great value from it. A new episode airs every Tuesday. Please subscribe and you will have it delivered right to you. Also check out my YouTube channel, How to Life. There you will find the Mominars, which are very short video tutorials on how to do basic life skills. Or you can just go directly to my website, howtolife.com, and you can find all the Mominars and podcast episodes there. Everything in one spot for you. That's it for today, my friends. If you would kindly hit the five-star rating button before you sign off, I would so appreciate that. I will see you next time for more answers to your how-to-life questions. Enjoy the rest of your week. May purpose and joy find you. You're on your way and you are doing great. You got this. Mm-hmm.